Hi, I'm Erin. Uh, I, I am a compulsive overeater, an exercise bulimic, um, and a restrictor. And I'm very grateful to be here, and I had no idea the intensity level of this meeting, so I was like adjusting to it a little bit. Um, so standing is, is, I want to like hide a little bit. Uh, no, I'm really, really happy to be here and to see so many people and to see some familiar faces. You guys helped me kind of put me at ease a little bit. Um, so I have been in OA since 2011. Um, I have five years of abstinence. Um, I have a sponsor. I work the program very imperfectly. Um, I have had more than 10 years of, of uh, abstinence from compulsive overexercising or exercise bulimia. Um, I was first introduced to OA um, through another program. Um, I was raised in a, a very addictive family. There's multiple addictions in that family. and. Um, sort of got healing for the uh, over-exercise through that program and through going to outside sources as well. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of, you know, insanity in my home growing up under a layer of perfectionism. Everything's fine. I grew up kind of upper middle class, Midwest. Um, you know, just, just very like we had the house on the hill. Parents came from poverty to do, you know, do something with their lives. and. Um, and so there was very much this like protection of everything on the outer um, and the inside was a hot mess. And I couldn't really understand what it was for a long time. Um, uh, but there was always that feeling that something was off, um, but it was never really front and center what was off. Um, but that came out for me, at least that came out in um, eating a lot of food. I mean, luckily, I was a very active kid, so it, it didn't really show how much I ate until later uh, but I, I did eat a lot too uh, and I remember people commenting on it I had teachers that would comment on it I had other students that would comment on how much food I ate and I sort of wore it with like a badge of honor like I was like I can eat a whole pizza at a sleepover and ha 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 isn't that cute <laughs> I even did speed eating contests and won and I was like I really did wear this as like this is like something I have you know um, so uh, you know, cut to when I started dating in high school, it's like suddenly the opposite kicked in for me. And I just wanted to, I didn't want to eat anymore. And I, and I actually kind of went the opposite way. Um, and I started getting into, I was a, a dancer and a cheerleader and uh, very active in general. And, um, and I was starting to get into some work that was on camera. And so uh, that was sort of when I was first told, like, you may want to lose weight. Um, and so I really kind of took it to the next level there, and I, I, I got down pretty, pretty low, like, again, to a point where people were saying things and commenting. Uh, and, um, uh, and, then it, and then I remember getting to a point where, like, I couldn't eat anymore. Like, I just sort of lost an appetite, and that was new. Like, <laughs> I had never skipped a meal in my life. Um, and, but mostly it was the control that I really liked, like feeling very safe exercising. I felt strong. I felt powerful. I felt, um, you know, just, just safe. I felt safe. And, um, and I would, I would at like, I got caught once by my mother at like three in the morning doing a workout tape in the basement. She's like, what, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> go to bed. Um, and then, um, it, I remember it getting to the point where it's like if I didn't exercise for several hours a day, I didn't feel good. 
Um, and then I couldn't sleep. I started having um, some heart palpitations and, and really couldn't sleep. Um, and then sort of the breaking point there was um, I was at our gym. And this was, this was in college when I was at, uh, at home on break. And I was at the gym for like hours and hours. And my dad had to come up and get me. Um, my, my, you know, my alcoholic father had to come up and get me. Like, and that was sort of like, oh, my. Like, that's a, you know, that's a wake-up call for me. And, the, and they both, he sort of sat me down and said, like, I think, uh, I think this is a problem. Um, and, um, you know, then, so the, the compulsive exercise sort of stopped, but then, like, the obsession with dieting and all that kind of stuff took its place. It looked very nice and healthy in the form of detoxing and cleansing and all this fun stuff that was very in vogue at the time, uh, you know, and so it was, it was cool. It was, like, totally acceptable to, like, hop from this diet to that diet and then to eat raw for, like, a year and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, I still, even though I was in recovery and other programs, like the food was always on my mind and it was so tied to me having uh, a career and having success. Um, you know, I didn't really quite, I, I hear a lot of the rooms that sometimes it's a block for, for like, um, intimate relationships. That really wasn't the case for me. It was really more of the, the block for me to, um, to have a career and to um, to just love myself more, you know, um, and uh, and I think also there's as I peel the layers back, I really see that there's this, you know, there's just like this fear of um, of being like intimate with um, with other people, like with with friendships, because I felt so I mean I was so isolated in high school and and college even even though like I you know I had my group but I just felt um, just between stuff that was going on with my family and and mentally for me it was like I just felt very alone a lot of the time and I felt like a freak and I felt um, you know like food and exercise were my friends like we knew each other very well and um, and so that was where I had a lot of comfort um, so uh, so I came, um, I had a friend who I was just talking to in another fellowship and just saying, you know, like, God, I just can't, like, seem to wrap myself around this idea that I must be a size two in order to blah, 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 blah. Um, and she mentioned that she's in OA and to come check out a meeting with her. So I did. And, you know, just immediately I related to everything. Uh, it, there, I mean, there was no, like, oh, doubting that, that I belong here. It was like, yeah, that's, that, there's my seat. It was been, <laughs> had been there for a while just waiting for me. Um, so I hopped right away into the program, which, thank God, I had a couple other under my belt because, I, you know, I didn't spend years just kind of being a casual observer, which I had done before, and I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> but So I hopped right in, and I got a sponsor right away and she's still my sponsor um, and I, I want to talk just a little bit about how the selection of sponsorship for me because um, I've had everything from like a really gentle loving sponsor to like more of a, a dominant like this is the program this is how we do it sponsor and um, you know and I really felt like what I was missing was like a really just an incredible faith in a higher power like really didn't understand like a total surrender there and and this 
this uh, this particular woman, she she really emulated that for me, and so I, I asked her to to sponsor me, and then um, you know right away we started working the steps. Um, finding an abstinence was really tricky. I love that you guys do that defining it because that that for me it was what I had to arrive at because I wanted to knock off certain foods. I wanted to like you know make it like very militant like at 6 a.m. I eat this and then you know um, and I tried on a lot of different abstinences for a while there and finally it was like a really gentle abstinence was what seemed to be what was working you know she kept telling me to pray about it like really receive the message and I, was, I kept like feeling it's like gentle just start easy does it easy does and I was like yeah you don't understand like I do like three hours of exercise and I'll eat like you know it's like how can something gentle work you know um but I just did it because I wasn't getting like a day I wasn't even getting a couple of days you know and uh or switch that around (laughs) um and so I just I was it was just let's just start with um you know no, you know, no binging. Let's just start with that. And um, and then it was like day by day. It just worked. And, you know, there were moments I had to sit in like some uncomfortable, like, okay, that's not a binge, but I do feel like I overate a little bit and wanting to be perfect around it. And, um, you know, she just told me to let that go. And then I learned also in this program to, you know, wake up. And if I'm tired, I sleep, you know, I take a nap. Like, um, you know, I don't have to like go, go, go every day, which is really hard, really, really hard for me. Um, I think um, if anything, like kind of we spent a year on step three and uh, not not by choice. It just so happened to be that way with our schedules and whatnot. Um, and that for me was very pivotal, like um, what I've learned by stripping away some of, you know, just some of the, the, the habits or the, you know, the compulsion here is that. Um, you know, I, I really have a fear of sitting in emotions and just doing nothing. Like I really have a fear of, um, you know, that's all going to fall apart. Uh, and so with that, I got to really just sit and like trust in something, (laughs) you know, and I used my higher power continues to be more and more undefined in a lot of ways. Um, you know, uh, it was super defined for me as a kid, like what it was, and then now it's very, it's very undefined. But, um, but I know it's a very, it, it wants, it wants me to have a whole, rich, serene life, and I and I trust that. And so, you know, during that step three, I lost my, who would be my father-in-law and, uh, and my grandmother, who I was very, very close to, within six months of each other. And um, both were very sudden. And um, so I was encouraged to do nothing, like to just sit and do nothing. Because I was also at a little bit of a personal crossroads with, with choosing a career path. And so I was encouraged, like, just take the next, like, 30, 60 days and do absolutely nothing. And just sit in your grief sit in your funk like sit in your happiness like just sit and that it was like like a chasm just kind of opened up and um i'm i'm back to doing that again you know three years later my parents are in the middle of a divorce um it's gotten nasty and um and it knocked me on my ass and uh so i was encouraged again to just and and the food 
behavior is crazy right now. It, it's, it's settled, but it was, you know, my schedule completely flipped. I'm, I usually do a lot of morning stuff and get to bed early, and then it's completely opposite now um, where I'm up later. And so, you know, the food, it was kind of like, oh, when's dinner? When's actual breakfast? So those kinds of things were switching, and it's like, okay, can I just give myself a couple months to adjust? Like, can I just give that gift to myself? Um, and once I did, it was, it was just everything kind of calmed down again. And, um, and then being told to just sit and take care of yourself. Uh, March has been the, one of the busiest months of my life. And to be told to just do nothing is really, you know, like it takes a lot of faith. Um, so, yeah, I've just been I've just been like allowing myself to, f- you know, just to, f- to feel everything as as my family's transitioning. And um, um, and again, I feel like things are opening up. Um, a lot of stuff is, is easier than it was before. Um, and I don't know how. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I don't quite understand the, the mysticism of that. But, um, but yeah, I feel very taken care of right now. And um, um, it's interesting because I've, I've also been asked to lead like a ton of meetings this week and next week and and you know I, I it's been like a, a while since I've done that and so I really feel like there is that that connection that, that just really wants nothing but love and, and wholeness for me and to take care of me um, so um, talk a little bit about like kind of how so it's 915 correct yeah. okay great so, <laughs> I feel weird just standing in the same spot. I'm going to rotate just over to this side. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of the, the greatest gifts of this program for me uh, has absolutely been, um, you know, I came here sort of wanting uh, a little bit of vanity and then also, if I'm being honest, and then <laughs> I really did want the spiritual freedom. Like I really did enter and I was like, okay, I'm just sick of my mind. Like I'm sick of my mind around this. So, But then I was like, and eh, maybe, maybe I can like you know, get to the next size down or whatever it is. So, um, you know, weight loss hasn't really been like a focus. I'm kind of, I still float. I have more acceptance around the, the floating. Um, I've also noticed that uh, when my food is kind of imperfect, like things are going great in my life. Like it's kind of, it's just, I'm just sort of in the like, the motions and just show up. Um, and when I can do that imperfectly, like it's, it's been weird. Every time I think like, my old thinking goes back to like, I need to, you know, I need to make sure I get my, my, you know, whatever, 30 minutes of, of exercise and then I have my super clean, like green, brown, ricey kind of meals and, and then I go to bed and I'm like totally serene. Um, so <laughs> it's usually when my days are like, oh man, I, I, my alarm went off and, and I missed it and um, I'm running late, but I just show up to work anyway and oh crap, I missed that and, um, and, um, you know, and oh, my food, I have to just stop at the gas station and see what works. It's like if I keep going and I keep doing that, like somehow those end up being my best days. Um, so I really have learned to embrace like a really imperfect program here um, and um, to put just like myself, like to not beat myself up about it because um, I really like to do that. I really like to tell myself like how terrible I am at that program and <laughs> life in general. Um, but I don't do that that much anymore. Um, so as I, as I mentioned though, um, I had this big block about my, my career tied to, my, to what I physically looked like. And 
it, I was in so much pain that at one point I just didn't want to be in pain around that anymore. So I, I was, I, a couple years ago, I just sort of surrendered it all. And I said, you know, if there's something else for me that's going to bring me um, joy, um, I'm willing to do it. Like, I'm willing, you know, if, there, if you want me on a different path, like, just guide me, please. And within the week, I had something pop up in like a somewhat related field, but different. And, and I just said yes to it because it, it excited me a little bit. And I just said yes to it. And it was like immediately there's something else. Like, and it's been incredible since. Like, uh, like bigger than I could have imagined, um, more fulfilling than I could have imagined. Um, I'm surrounded by people who are, um, you know, so open-minded and loving and body positive and uh, understanding of 12-step and, and just um, want nothing but, you know, just good, good things for fellow employees and whatnot. And, I, I mean, I really could not have asked for anything better. And, um, and in sort of letting go of one area, by letting go of it, I had more success in that area than I had, like, for 10 years, which is crazy. It's still crazy to me, this concept of really letting go. Um, um, and I'm not sure like what the actual like list of how to do that is because sometimes it's like okay yes I get you want me to let it go but like I'm still kind of like tied over here to it Um, but just you know sometimes it's like make me willing to be willing Um, you know or like God bless this asshole I say that a lot because sometimes I just can't get to like (laughs) I just can't get to like Total, you know, total, like, so I just sometimes just have to say that. Uh, and then it's like, okay, you know, I always like the halt. You know, my hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Take care of those first, okay? And if and most of the time it's, it's tired for me. It's tired. So take a nap. Thank you. Uh, and then it's like, oh, it's suddenly the shift of the world has happened in my, like, 20-minute power nap. Um, I had somebody in program tell me there's a lot of wisdom in a nap, um, and it, it's so true. I mean, sometimes it is really hard for me to just like give myself permission to just take a nap. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's 20 minutes. It's nothing. Nothing's gonna happen. But you know, um, so you know, all those things help me to let go and um, and having fun. Like having fun is so so big for me too. Um, Especially because I, I was on this schedule where it was like I was a 5 a.m.er, <laughs> you know, in bed by 9. And there's not a lot of fun that happens in those hours. Uh, <laughs> 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 and, um, uh, and I've since been very lucky. The last few months I've been uh, working with a team at night. And I've had so much fun. I've been having a blast. And, um, and like I said, the food gets a little messy. But I think about, like, what the exchange is, and I keep checking in, and I keep, you know, uh, there's a religious, uh, you know, it's, well, it's, it's Lent, I'll just say that. So, um, you know, there's, I'm always triggered by that, like, what do I need to give up? And, um, you know, that's why I love the reminder of what abstinence is. It's like, what is in the way of my connection to my higher power? So that is, like, what I focus on during this time. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, there's no, you know, sugar or no whatever it is like it's just it's just what brings me closer to my higher power what foods keep me close to my higher power what behavior keeps me close to my higher power um 
And sometimes it looks like letting things go and sometimes it looks like taking more action or being more of service. Um, so I just have to keep that in mind because the old school, like very like militant discipline thing that I grew up with, it does not, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work for what I want to get out of this life. Um, and then I'll, I'll leave with this um, because this, this really helped me a lot when I first came into the rooms and I was kind of just talking to, to people, trying to get a grasp of what, uh, what abstinence was here or what sobriety was in this program. And this one girl, um, she came up to me. She, too, was kind of a restrictor and then uh, an overeater, which is a tough balance at times. And she said, you know what? Um, my sponsor asked me right away, am I willing to gain weight for my recovery? And, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I kind of went home and sat with that for a little bit. And I remember, like, getting to that place where I was willing to gain weight for my recovery. And there was a certain, like, hope that came with that, too. Um, like am I, and then sometimes I think about it as, am I willing to embrace like all the lows in my program um, as recovery too? Am I willing to, to just love my bad days? Like, am I willing to, to look at it all as this like beautiful gift that I get to be a part of, you know, that I get to still have a community no matter what um, my food looks like, no matter what my, my life looks like, I still have... The, you guys, um, I still have a connection to my higher power, um, you know, and it's and I can check in like that. And um, yeah, so I'm just, you know, because life right now is very up and down. And so it's like I'm, I'm kind of just stepping into all of it and just letting it move through as opposed to trying to manipulate right now. Um, and ultimately, I think that's very <laughs> symbolic of food itself. It's like, just let it, you know, just just let it do its job and as opposed to me trying to manipulate it. Um, so I think that's it. I see the thing is almost, I got like three seconds. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me share. It was great to be here. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. Uh, please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, sure. Okay, so the question was, how do I find balance with exercise now that I'm abstinent and, and um, from compulsive exercising? Um, that's a good one. I, so I've been abstinent from compulsive exercising since college, uh, so that's been a few years. And, uh, <laughs> um, uh, and I had a lot of injuries that really knocked that down so I went through periods of not exercising at all and then I was in like four car accidents in one year and was in rehab for two years 
so that got me surrendered. <laughs> like, I couldn't move. Um, so I had to sit and like, ugh, you know. Um, so, so I remember like the, when I first started program and started getting back into exercise, like really wanting to jump right away into like advanced level circuit training or whatever it is, you know. Um, but I just started walking and I got so much from that and it felt so much more healing um, to be gentle and, I, and again I have a, a sponsor who has the same you know she also uh, dealt with that and so she would share that she's like if I'm tired I sleep you know if I'm tired I sleep I don't exercise and um, so working with her and calling her when I felt the like there's a different need for me I feel between like wanting some physical activity versus wanting to punish myself or control a situation. Um, usually the time of day is <laughs> indicative of that. Um, and so for now, it's like I have boundaries around it. Um, it's a little unclear because I do long hikes and stuff. What the time, There's not a specific time. It's more I just check in daily. And um, yeah, and just kind of checking in with like being gentle, like that reminder to be gentle. You know, is this is this ultimately is this something that's serving me or is it punishing me? Yeah. I met you through your therapy. Have you been sitting in on my uh, therapy sessions? Quick question: um, When you know you recognize you're in the control, mm-hmm. are there specific tools you use to uh, to try to work your way back into sanity? Okay. So the question is. When I know I'm in the control, are there tools that I use to work myself back to sanity? Um, yes, Me- meditation right now has been like really, really helpful. I've gotten back into that um, prayer. I, I have, uh, so I have a lot of long drives sometimes in the morning, and I've gotten into this habit of just pulling up like uh, either a meditation or something that's more in the recovery place, like a po- you know some sort of podcast or um, you know, like a chanting or whatever it is, like I'll, I'll, I'll pull that up in the morning on my drives. And the more I do it, the more I want to do it. Um, so that's something that I do. Um, just a lot of outreach calls. Um, I have, uh, like I said, I'm in, I'm in three programs, so I have a lot of, a lot of chatting with, with fellows. So that's really keeps me grounded. Um, Yeah, and I think a lot of prayer for me over, and I think about long term, it's probably been prayer, like just praying to release like this need, you know, just praying for like whatever your outcome for me is, let that come through and and guide me to the next indicated action as opposed to coming from like a, it needs to be this. Like I really do like to stop and pause and think about like let can the next action come from inspiration as opposed to again like this need to do it you know um, and it's over the years that slowly becomes a little bit more second nature um, it's, it's, it's in a process though you know I think it's something like over time step work and praying has really helped with yeah thank you very much Talk about how your career has been impacted by your recovery and um, how you are different with your fellows, both at work and outside work. Yeah. Um, 
So the question was um, talk, uh, to talk about my career and how that's impacted my recovery or how my recovery has impacted my career and um, how I interact with my fellows. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I really don't think I... Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, first of all, I'm in a leadership role now, which is um, different. I was not in a leadership position before program. And um, being able to have compassion and um, understanding and also just... You know, if someone's having a, a rough, like if a coworker's having a rough day, it's like, you know, I don't abandon ship. Like, it's like, what, what can I, you know, what's a non-codependent way to be of service to this person? Um, and to really, you know, it helps, this program has helped a lot with problem solving for me, at least. It's like, you know, there's always sort of the stuff, and then there's like the solution. So it's like kind of cutting through the stuff and the drama and just getting right to the solution in as gentle way as possible. Sometimes it's not gentle, but it is what it is. Um, you know, I think for me, like like the other day, uh, there was somebody that I had wanted to meet um, that happened to be in the same room that I was in. And I just went up and started talking to this person. And there was no like hesitation of if I, I should even do that, if I'm worthy of even doing that. I just went up and did it. And... Um, and it was great and you know we've been exchanging some emails back and forth and my friend who was with me was like how oh, you're so courageous and I would I was not that person a couple years ago you know and I think the the self-love that we get from this these rooms like it's just <clears throat> I'm more confident with with who I am and what my skills are and just accepting that and like you know just being aware of where my weak spots are and if I'm willing to improve those or not and what my strengths are and just having more confidence in that overall and asking for help, I think that's been like the biggest thing with having, you know, a career in general. Yeah. And then just if it feels like it's going to affect my, my sobriety in this program, like it's just a no, you know. And not and not always is that clear, but you know, that's why I have to constantly check in, you know, just with people and with program like you know, um, if if it's going to affect my serenity, I you know, and there's no sort of way to work it, um, then it's a pass. Yeah, yeah. What were your addictive foods before, and what does it look like now? Okay. <laughs> what were my addictive foods before, and what does it look like now? Um, oh, you know, it's. Uh, I could really binge on anything. <laughs> yeah, like really, I could binge on anything, um, especially because I switched over to like, you know, hopping from diet to diet. So it was like I could binge on on juice. Like you know, it's just um, um, for me now. It's you know, I I've been more aware of what foods, what kind of spiritual um, feelings I have after I eat certain foods. So I don't I don't do sugar anymore. Um, I don't do flour. Um, I I have a couple of uh, allergies, like like physical allergies to a couple of things, so I had to let go of those foods. Um, and one of them was around gluten and such, so that was not too hard to let go of. But um, so yeah, I do let go of those. Um, I still str- I struggle with. Um, so vulnerable to say these things out loud. Uh, so I struggle with I struggle with popcorn, which is a weird thing that's in my family. Like I, that's been like my my grandmother had that, my mother had that, my sister has that. Like, yeah. 
But, like, we're salty. Like, we are, like, very salty in our family. Like, I was never a big sweets person, but I just noticed sugar would make me angry. Like, I was so irritable. Um, and then I have, um, I have low blood sugar, so that was easy to let go of. So letting, but it took a while in these rooms to really get to a place where it was easy to let go of. Um, because even though sugar wasn't my thing, it, it, the idea of letting it go made me want it more. Um, and then one day I just sort of woke up and I'm like, I just don't think it's serving me anymore. It's just not serving me. And so I just was able to let it go. And it's, it's been a couple years now. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, I don't think I was ready to when I first came in here to do that. Um, and then the flower just kind of came after that. But yeah, popcorn, I still struggle. I think that's the one I have the most vocal about. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's like, all right, I got to come in with like a plan. Like before I go see a movie, it's like, all right, so we got to do this. And then like I tell my husband, like, get it with this because I won't eat it if you get it with this. (laughs) Uh, Or sometimes my sponsor's like, just get a small and let it go. And so, yeah, anyway, yeah, that one. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Thanks for your share. Um, I'm wondering about the the refraining from beating yourself up, and I, I assume that you're not perfect with that. Uh, and I'm just wondering, when you feel yourself beating yourself up or you're about to, like, what kind of tools, how do you talk yourself down off that shelf, and how do you get out of that? And also, do you struggle with this feeling like, well, I know I shouldn't beat myself up, but am I letting myself get away with murder? Oh, yeah. How do you find that fine line? And, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, the question was, um, how do I struggle with, do I still beat myself up? Yes. And how do I struggle with that? Uh, and then uh, balancing between maybe letting myself off the hook too much. Yes. That's, and it's totally like, I feel like that's, that's my, my life in recovery is like balancing between two extremes, always. And um, sometimes I'm more on the left, sometimes I'm more on the right. And then sometimes every once in a while I hit that like surrender <laughs> moment of like, but um, you know it's been it's really been my experience that I can't um, go too far with letting myself like go like I can't go too far with telling myself it's okay Um, because I feel like when I do that this like self-esteem pours in and then it makes me want to do better next time or, you know, be more responsible or just learn like, hey, this is actually a no for me. Maybe I just say no next time. Um, this is really up for me, actually. My, my parents are going through a divorce and um, the, it's, it's heavy. Like it just it's taking up a lot of emotional space. And I've been like. I like couldn't get work done one day and then I was late on a deadline and then I was. I just didn't show up to an event I was supposed to go to. Um, like I, I just been flaky, and um, you know. And I told I told my friend I'm like, I just wish I had a teacher that's like, it's okay to turn in your homework late. I understand what you're going through. And like I just said that to one of my sponsors, and I I just I was like, she's like, well, I give you permission to turn in your homework late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just, I just reached out to like my, my team and my extended people and I just said, you guys, I'm, I'm going through a hard time and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm missing things and, and I apologize and 
you know, it's my intention to do what I can, but I need space. And, um, and it's amazing how much, thank you, uh, five minutes to go? Thank you. Um, and it's amazing how just doing that, because I thought I'd fall, I thought I'd like sink into that hole, but I'm not without program, you know, and I have to remember that. Like, I have a program, I have people that, that will catch me if I fall, you know, and so I trust that. Like, I trust that there's that safety net here. And so, um, so I just, I reached out and I said, yeah, I'm, 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 I just, I'm, I need like a little extra cushion right now. And uh, since then, it's like something kind of happened and like I've been back to working again and, and, and getting things done on time. And there's a big creative thing that came through and I had like a couple projects that came through. And um, so, yeah, I don't think if I were to keep going and just keep like missing things left and right and not have that moment of pause to just say, here's what I feel like I need. Um, then it would have been disastrous. But the fact that I just said, you know, like, anytime I get irritable or anything, it's like, oh, there's always, a, there's always something I need. Like that toddler in me, there's like something in me that's like, I need and, um, or I want. And a lot of times it's like, I just want to be held or I just want to sleep or I just need somebody to acknowledge that, um, that I'm, I, just acknowledgement a lot of the time is what it is. And I find I can't ever, like, doing that never lets me fall back down. Yeah, uh, question is, do I have any daily practices, uh, like turning in food to sponsor? Um, I did. <laughs> uh, it shifted a lot these last couple months because my schedule, you know, it's so different now. I had time in the morning to, like, do all these things, uh, and now I don't. <laughs> so um, I think walking is the one thing that is super consistent for me. I always take, like, if it's 10 minutes, if it's an hour, like, I, 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 I always walk. And that, that, I feel, has been, like, just really the grounding for me like connecting to a higher power or like just taking a break and allowing some space in between the day um so that's when i i pray a lot during that time or i'll listen to music or you know something that um affirmations or whatever it is um i make outreach calls during that time that's the one thing that i think i'm the most consistent with um and then in the mornings i I do a little bit of like a like a little bit of a quiet time, you know, even if it's just sometimes it's longer than others, but um I do I do like to have quiet time in the morning. Um Those are my those are my couple things. I did do like the food, you know, checking in the food for a while. Um I can't say that that works for me always. Um sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um And that's the other thing like I learned through these rooms like it's not you know for me at least this is my experience what works for me today necessarily doesn't work for me tomorrow and um and i think that's because i float between overeating and restricting so sometimes turning in food feels serene sometimes it feels like i'm trying to control something or be perfect um so i don't i don't do that consistently it's like two minutes left like one one and a half minutes can you talk further on control and restricting? 
Sure. Talk, uh, the question is to talk further on control and restricting. Um, <laughs> That's like all day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they both affect each other. Like, I find the days I want to control my eating, I end up overeating those days, you know, or especially in the beginning of the recovery. Uh, and vice versa. If I overeat, I'll find the next day I'm like, oh, you know, just let's see how we can get away with kale all day <laughs> it just doesn't work it just doesn't work you know and, it's, and that's the thing that I that is consistent as you know just talking about some things that are consistent if I have a split day it's like okay let's start the next day with three meals like we don't go like past the pendulum we go right back to what like base is um, so I think that's maybe like base I like that idea of like this is where we know serenity is you know <laughs> um and just being in these rooms long enough, I know, like, the restricting, if I do that, it's going to swing to here. And if I do that, it'll swing to there. Um, and just, just having, like, an 80% effort around it, you know. Like, I'll give it an 80%. <laughs> that's, uh, I think that's my time. So thank you so much, guys. <laughs>